Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? been preparing for this most of your life. How exciting to actually have you here. I am so excited because <laughs> I have listened to every single episode since the first one. I'm not going to lie though, I do have a favorite one. Oh please. My favorite one is when you had Mr. Mike Helliger's Michael, yes. That was I nonstop laughter. Just your report. Good banter. Good banter. Good banter. Yes. I, uh, I, in many ways, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you're kind of my sister in, in like this weird, like fun show mirror kind of way. I've always <laughs> kind of felt like very close to you and that, I don't know, I just, I feel like we're kind of split in this weird way. Like we kind of approach life similarly. At one point, our listening audience might not know this, Anne actually played my mother in a one act play that I wrote and my character was actually named after my mother. It was Barbara, you know, like it was just... And I, I was so glad when you showed up to audition and I was like, oh, it's going to be Anne. It's going to be Anne because <laughs> you just have that thing that I have where you, you take it as it comes and you're, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you're, you'll do anything and you'll say anything and you've done everything. <laughs> and said a lot of not good things. Now, before we begin, <laughs> I, I must ask you about this. I saw a photo of you wearing a snake. You were wearing a snake. Can you explain to our um, our audience about this? Um. Well, I was at my friend's house. Uh, the whites. They are very into reptiles. Um, Reptilians. Yeah, yes. there are so many snakes in their house. Um, are there more reptiles than humans? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like a whole setup in the basement of snakes. Snakes, snakes. Do they all have to have this the, the correct temperature, or it's are they more user friendly? Yeah, yeah. But they're ball pythons, so they're mostly harmless. Mostly harmless. But you said the word python. Yeah, well, it's he. Paul refers to them as the pet rock oh. of the snake world. So they are basically very. Now, easy what's to it care like for. to wear a snake? Um, it's heavy. Um, <laughs> like, is it like a, a moving shawl? Is it, it is a... a moving shawl. It's a moving <laughs> shawl that mm, sometimes likes to tighten around your neck. And then you're like, okay, let's give it back to mommy and daddy. Could it be <laughs> classified as a sexual experience? No. No, 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 no not no, like that. No, not at all. No, no. I don't know. Why would you even suggest Why such a thing? Why would you even say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been through your fair share of snakes in your lifetime. She <laughs> <laughs> No surprise. Now, Anne told me a story once. I hope she'll just share a minute of it with us about after she was married, there was someone who I guess was not happy with her. And they proceeded to harass her by doing what, Anne? Sending you stuff in the mail? Sending us stuff in the mail. Um, <laughs> I love the story. It was a friend of my ex-husband's. And he was still of the very bros before hoes mentality. So he and I had had a disagreement. And he's the type of person that he can't be wrong. You can't say anything 
against what he's saying. And so I kind of just dug my heels in and I'm like, no, you're not going to get away with this shit. Right, with me. right. Because he used to make me feel really uncomfortable. Remember Carrie? Yes. When we did yes. Carrie together? Yeah. Um, we were he, naked for a moment in that. Yeah, well, uh, you were <laughs> naked. I kept bra. Just kidding. I was naked. That was actually <laughs> one of the topics on my list. <laughs> um, so he made some sort of comment to me about, he's like, oh, well, I'm definitely going to come see that then. Oh, like, so real you, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, real uncomfortable, like, things. Um, and, yeah, eventually he just got in a fight with, with me, and he, like, dug his heels in, and I dug my heels in, and I'm like, I said to my husband, I was like, you can be friends with him, but yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be friends mm, with him. This was the, the beginning. This, yeah, this was... This but was, t- tell us, what did he send you? Because I remember it being oh, so funny. Oh, he sent us our wedding invitation he back. He sent you your wedding invitation back! He sent us our cocktail napkins he back. He sent you your cocktail napkins? They, they said, you know, Aaron, 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 did you keep them? I didn't know. I kept yeah. some of them. But what kind of fucking lunatic keeps cocktail napkins? Where do you think he kept them? I don't like know. In his, like in his uh, spank drawer I next to the... Know. I No, I really think he had a creepy crush on my husband. Definitely. I think it was like one of those like... But anyway, <laughs> he kept all of that stuff. And then on our like, I guess, second or third wedding anniversary, like, cause he was like the person that would not go away. Like he had to like, just pop up every once in a while, just to remind you that he was still there in a total shit bag. Oof. So he said it on our like third or fourth wedding anniversary. And he was like, it was, it was not in the mail. He actually had to physically come to So he didn't house. waste a stamp. He didn't waste he a didn't stamp. He didn't waste a stamp. He, physically came to our home and put the manila envelope in front of our house. And on some level, I'm like a a little bit jealous. Like I'm a little bit jealous that you had somebody who disliked you enough to waste gas money and time to come to your house to try to like threaten you. No, it's happened. It's happened when people have come to my house to threaten me, but like... That's not even the best part. (laughs) Because like, so the note said, you suck, your wedding sucked. Cool. Cool. But that's not even <laughs> when he when my husband broke up with him. Right. Like I was like, listen, dude, like we can't be friends anymore. You're being a shitbag to my wife. Like this is this is it. He finally put his foot down. Like and was like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. The lunatic comes to our house in the middle of the night. I'm telling you, we didn't hear a damn thing. All of the the memories from his and my husband's relationship <laughs> burns them no. in a, my fire pit in the back of my house while we're there sleeping. Oh my god! At, at any point, at any point, <laughs> were the police involved? No. What do you mean? Eh? <laughs> Well, you didn't I, want to go too we, far. Yeah, we didn't want to go too far. Did you think it would continue? We passed the burning episode. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we changed the locks and everything. But again, I'm like, how does somebody get in our backyard without us even knowing? Um, and then on top of that, he would like put shitty stuff on Twitter about me. Yeah, Like yeah. he was like, because uh, his office was right by my house and I, I run a lot. I remember so, he didn't like the fact that you were running at the gym and he posted a photo of you on the treadmill and was like, better work harder, Anne, or something yeah, like he, that. Yeah, or like he posted a, a picture of me and he was like, oh, she she's, you know, definitely going to be like a bitch just like her mom. And meanwhile, and look he, at doesn't you even, now. he doesn't even know what my mom looks like. <laughs> 
<laughs> or no, like I'm Dude, running working on, through a lot here. Oh my god! And I'm running on Annie's road, right? And he had posted it's a haunted road, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a haunted road. yeah, yeah. I'm running on um, Riverview, and he had posted something like, "I should have just hit the bitch with my car." Oh. And I'm like, cool. I mean, it's kind of an honor to be hated that, that much, much by somebody yep, that yep. like they would even go through that. But if I may piggyback on that, I wasn't allowed to talk about it on the last episode because Jackie, bless her heart. She's a friend, and she she swore to me that if I started to bring up this topic, she would walk out. But I didn't want her to walk out because I had a lot that I wanted to cover with her. But in the last episode, I did touch on this guy named George who, oh, goodness, 15 or 16, can we say 17 years ago, I met randomly. It wasn't romantic, but I guess he was doing this thing one night where he was sending the same photo. This was before iPhone. He was sending the same photo of himself out to like every perspective like guy in his phone and was like, I just got mugged. Can you come over and cuddle? And I know this for a fact because other guys that I was friends with were like, did you get the text from George that was like, hey, come over and cuddle and a photo of him mugged? I'm like, how awkward is that? He's like double and tripping and quadruple booking guys to come over to cuddle after he got mugged. And it was kind of a funny photo. And as you know, I'm, 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 Kind of up for it and, and, and inappropriate, <laughs> yeah. inappropriate. I kept it. Why? Why did I keep it? I just, I have a file of stuff that I file away and I'm like, maybe this will come in handy someday in the future, right? And that day did come 17 years later when he left the state to go live in Florida. He had some nasty like diatribe that he put um, on social media. And so people were all talking about it, not on his social media, just in general. And as a joke, I uploaded the photo of him mugged. Like, no, no, just no comment necessary. Here's the photo. Now, somebody found out about this, took a screenshot, sent it to him. And he got so upset that he tweeted this entire display to Alice Ripley, who is in a lot of trouble right now. I don't know if you've read the news. Alice Ripley is, we'll discuss later. She's, she's not doing well uh, in her career because she, she was accused of grooming underage girls for inappropriate relationships. It could happen to anyone, I guess. Yeah, anybody, anytime. So I was going to bring this up to Jackie in the last episode, but I stopped myself. I stopped myself. Uh, so we've all had our, our fair share of these cycles. Oh, and the point is, is that when he tweeted to Alice Ripley, she retweeted him. So all these people who I don't even know knew what I had done. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you, Anne, I started getting all these inbox messages on Twitter, Facebook, and because they weren't from actual friends, they were from strangers. Because when you get a message from a stranger, it's like, would you like to accept this, like, Somebody outside your network wants to talk to you. And like an idiot, I was like, sure. So I have all these messages from people and they're like, who do you think you are? You motherfucker. You should die for what you did to George. And I, I kind of a little bit smiled going through each one. Like, okay, next one we got next. Oh, somebody else wishing me death. Okay, okay. And I'm like, where are all these messages coming from? Alice Ripley. Her, she retweeted a psychopath because she herself was a psycho. Ah, gotta calm down. Anne. I don't. I don't. That was a lot. Speaking of psychos, um, <laughs> now let me tell our listening audience about men for a moment here. Now, a man might not have a place to live. He might not have a job. He might not have a pot to piss in, as they say. But he will make time for a date because I think to some women that's a catch. And let me tell you, Anne, it ain't. <laughs> because one of my bestest friends from high school was communicating with me after some time. 
We haven't seen each other since, oh God, the early 90s maybe, maybe 2000. And uh, he asked me if I knew any cool chick who, that I could hook him up with. And honestly, Ann, who's the coolest chick I know? Who's the coolest chick I know? Is it you? Is it you? It's you. <laughs> it's you. And like a, and get this, he goes out with you, but he don't come hang out with me. So I need to ask our listening audience to uh, belly up to the bar and uh, extract now from Ann Alfano. What was it like to see my friend of high school? I hadn't seen myself in, oh God, 21 years. What's he doing? What's he up to? Um, Apparently, from what you told me, it didn't go well. Well, the first date went okay. Okay. It went, no, it was, it was not, like, we had been talking for a little bit, a couple weeks, having nice conversations. But you had been out with, like, a lot of, like, jerks at this point, right? Oh, the list. The list. (laughs) The list goes on. Is he the top of the list, the middle of the list, the bottom of the list? Oh, my God, he's, like, top, top, number one, man. He, like... Number one, he like climbed? I got ghosted, but that's not even like, oh, that's not even top. You'd prefer ghosted. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> not really, but holy hell, I'm telling you. So we had a nice interaction, blah, 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 nice first date, you know, walk a shame home to my car okay, yeah. at the 8.30 hour in the morning. A, good, a um, very good hour. And um, then he started to get weird saying, Oh, you know, I I really like had a nice time like sleep. I don't know if I can sleep without you in my he bed. He started to unpack and a little I'm like, too much. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. And then like, I, you know, he had come over the next day. You can know his email. You can't know any of that yet. Yeah. He and then he started to say things like, um, oh, I stalked your Instagram, and I think I'm better looking than your ex husband. Uh, and I was like, Ew, why would you say that? First of all, no, you're not. Second of all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> why would you say that? Like, who says that? You can stalk an Instagram. You can look at pictures of the person's ex if they're still up there, but never say it out loud. Never say it to the person that you're trying to impress. Then he looks at my TV and he goes, wow, now I see why you didn't compliment my TV. And I was like, mm, but what does that mean? Because, like, you know, I have my consolation prize from my ex-husband of the 60-inch. Which you earned! Yeah, which I earned. I deserve that television. No, I don't even care. At the end of the day, I don't care how big my TV right. is. It's not But an odd thing. thing to An odd thing to up. comment on. Yeah. And, like, he got really weird around my dogs, even though he works at with the animal animals, hospital. Right, like, right, right. you know, he got really weird with my dogs. Um, like, very uncomfortable and, like, just... I was like, okay, like, they're not doing anything. They're just like, I could see he, like, froze. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he didn't want to come to the one, sh- he didn't want to come to the fundraiser with me because he didn't want to meet my friends yet. Uh, mm. And I was like, but you wouldn't be meeting anybody. We would just be watching the show, going. I right. told, you know, my friend that I would go see it. Anyway, so the next night he comes over and we go out. So, so, so far, like, friends. three nights no, in a row. No, this is two nights in a two row. No. no. So, so two nights in a row, it's second. already gone off the rails? Off the rails. <laughs> off the rails. So he's like, oh, my friends are going to be down the street. You want to come meet, like, they, they want to come meet us at the bar. So it's not okay for him to meet any my of my friends. friends, but not even meet my I'm friends. But I'm rules. now meeting his friends on the second date. Weird. And then I end up paying for everybody. What? Because it's my, it's my home bar. It's my home bar. I don't want to have to deal with, like, 
splitting a check, Split credit cards. Oh, I hate Plus that shit. Behind the bar, and like I didn't want him to be like later, like Yo Ann, what's up with what the shit bags you brought yeah, in? Because you want to keep coming back. Yeah, exactly. I like literally live right there. So like he sleeps over again, and then the next day he's like, so I'm, I'm gonna ask you to be my girlfriend. I was like, no, uh, that's not gonna happen. And and then he's like, well, he's like, um, like I really know that I, I now have a hard time like sleeping without you stop. And, like, and I'm like stop stop and and he's like oh you're being aloof you're being this you're being I'm like dude I'm at work bro like what do you want me to do I can't it's been 48 constantly. hours like, yeah it's been 48 hours and he's like I made a show about that yeah be careful <laughs> yeah. Like, and he starts getting really like I was like listen like I can't don't push me into a relationship I can't like I can't be pushed. Some like, guys have the, one speed. They have yeah. one speed. I'm yeah. like, you can't push me because if you push me, I will shut down and I will back away and that's not what you Aww, want. He's a lovely person. I don't know what happened. And then like, he's like, why am I always Mr. Fun and never Mr. Right and blah, 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 blah. He goes, I guess we're at different places in our life and I'm- I was trying to hook him up with Mr. Job. <laughs> And he's like, men always have time for a date though. Yeah. He's like, oh, and I'm not the hill to die on. Cause I was like, I, I was like, dude. And he was like, he, and then he said something really rude to me. And I was like, you know what, dude, lose my phone number. We're done. Uh, I was like, lose my phone number. We're done. And I tried. I tried. I know. It's I cool. Tried. But then I, I ended up seeing him at Dingbats oh. a couple weeks later. And uh, I said to my friend Elizabeth, I had, uh, we had gone for the fundraiser for Clifton Animal Shelter. And I saw him and I was looking him dead in the face and I'm like, just come over here. Cause it wouldn't have been the first time somebody got punched at dingbats and it wouldn't have been the last time. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Cause well, I'm like, come over and I will rock you. Sure, I, will I will rock your you. life. Rock you. Well, <laughs> let's hope it doesn't come to that. No. Now, as many of our studio uh, audience doesn't know, Anne is a busy, uh, what's the proper terminology for you people. Hairdresser. What's a cooler word for it? Uh, hair technician. Yeah, hair technician. Um, follicle, uh, fabulous female. Uh, <laughs> and she's agreed to give me a little trimmy trim on the pod during the pod because we've during never done this before. So go get your stuff in. Oh. And uh, we were talking a moment ago. Now I want the full salon experience here. Man. Full, like, well, now, I have my cape. Do people act in the salon like you're their therapist all the oh, time? Oh yeah. 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 She's unpacking my little cape for me right now. I just have to remember to put... Now, do you need right me to give you anything? Do you need me to give you my, my clippers or you got I it? I have or... everything. Oh, she's prepared, ladies and gents, prepared. I'm just making sure that I put it right side out because you will literally sweat through your shirt if oh. you put it the wrong way. This reminds me of going to the dentist a little bit when they say we're going to do an x-ray and you get worried for a moment when they run out of the room. Okay. <laughs> so, Anne, uh, tell us about uh, that story um, that you... Um, yeah, you know, you, you you and your friend who uh, oh, oh yeah, that, yeah oh that story right. uh, no well we that that's the first kind of worst thing I've ever done mm -hmm. it was called Bombfest 09. right and um, we were going to Sterling Forest for Sterling the Forest house okay and it happened clearly it was October so we were getting ready to um, go to Sterling Forest and somebody goes hey let's go get road soda so it was like. A bunch of What's us. What's a road soda? Um, you know, stuff you drink in the car on the way to set event. Is there, I was not driving. Is there a little something something in those road uh -huh. sodas? <laughs> um, so the girls get a bottle of Captain. Captain. And the boys get a cube of Miller. 
Ooh. Um, what do you use on the side stuff? Yeah, I, I leave it to your discretion on the side. Okay. So this might be loud, though. I don't know if you'll... That's all right. We'll, 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 we'll work with it. Okay. So um, the girls decide to get the, the thing at Captain. And, you know, I'm, I just started dating Eric at this point. And or it was a couple months in. And then he, he was like, well, why don't you guys get bottles of soda so you could, like, mix the blah, blah, blah. So we're like, okay, cool. We did not mix. No. We were swinging out of the bottle of Captain Morgan and chasing it with the diet soda. And remind us, what is this Sterling Forest? It's a haunted house in Warwick. Mm -hmm. It's by, like, where they have rent fair and stuff. Okay, um, okay. it's, It's their Halloween shenanigans. So, yeah. So by the time we get to Sterling Forest, we are... There's this. Like, there's nothing there's left. An inch there's an inch left of the Captain Morgan, and we are sloshed. Um, my coworker slash friend at the time, she gets out of the car. She's like, "I have to pee," and then she sees a Mini Cooper, and she's like, "Oh, I've always wanted a Mini Cooper." And you know, like dogs do, no. if you pee on it, you moan it. Oh so, my! That's where I thought this was going. Drops trout, pees on said Mini Cooper. And, uh, yeah. She peed on a stranger's Mini Cooper? Peed on a stranger's Mini Cooper. That was the start of the Did she get to keep it? No. (laughs) What color was it? It was a blue one. Oh, I always wanted a red one. It was a blue and white. So, um, so we get into the haunted house. Okay. She's cutting my hair. She starts, (laughs) um, touching the actor that's saying, like, hey, welcome to Sterling Forest Haunted House. Um... I've been to that once. They, they yeah. had like a Freddy motif and you had to walk through these sleeping bags that were, oh God, they were suspended uh, vertically and there was somebody in one of the sleeping bags trying to grab people. <gasps> mm-hmm. I, oh, and it was one of the scariest things I've ever lived through because I didn't expect someone to be inside the sleeping bag. They, they do pretty good work there. Yeah, they do. And so she's touching the actor and he's like, please do not please touch, don't touch the actor because you will be ejected from this haunted <laughs> house. So like basically our friend- Can you imagine having... getting ejected from a haunted house? I can't, I can't, honestly. So our friend Giuseppe basically has to grab this girl, throw her over his shoulder, and, like, walk her through the haunted house she's so wasted. On somebody's shoulder? Basically, just dragging her through the oh place. God, imagine paying your money to do that, but then you don't actually get to experience it because you're being fireman carried. Yeah, and then I'm just I'm just stumbling through the place. And um, were there, so, were there, Was there a lot of people working that night? Um, Not a ton. I'm going to use a one, actually. Go for the one, yeah. Two, she's going for the one. I'm going for the one. Um, We're always looking for the one. So that's not even the bad part. So we we get back to the car. All of a sudden, we're on the way home. We don't make it like a quarter of a mile. I'm like, you gotta stop the car. Oh, you're feeling sick. I'm like, so I'm I'm gonna I'm we pull over. I start getting sick. So of course everybody else, the girl, the other girl starts getting sick. Right. My friend Jess was there. She was a nurse at the time, so she goes into full blown nurse mode. Nurse mode. Skip a beat. Um, Amy goes to roll down the window to throw up, throws down the inside of the car. No! Oh, now you need that Mini Cooper. Uh Uh-huh. And, oh, God, it was just a disastrous evening. Um, just stopping each way, like, peeing on the side of the road in people's driveways, throwing up on the side of the road. I know, it's terrible. When are we hanging out? (laughs) This was a long time ago. Um, and then we pull over finally, and, and Eric does, makes game time decision, jumps the fence of a garden center, gets a pot 
that we can continue throwing up in. He wallet. jumped the fence of a garden center that you happened to be near on the road. On Route 17. And stole a, a potted plant. A... And yeah, and threw out the plant. Threw out the plant. He left five bucks in front of the place. Well, that just was so nice. that way they weren't like, oh my God, shoplifted. But it was a plant. Yeah. So um, we can continue vomiting in the car on the way home. And... Um, he takes the bucket away from me at one point, and I just haul and I punch him in the face. I oh, didn't. I, was, I didn't mean to. I just kind of just. Oh, you're. He lost his shirt at some point. We don't know what happened. So we finally get back to my house. I was at my parents' house at the time. Everybody's we're puking on the front lawn. Everything's a disaster. Amy goes inside to throw up. She she throws up so violently. Oh, vomit stories. I know it's uh. so terrible. Um, she throws up so violently that she knocks out her two front teeth. Were they fake? We hope they were no, fake. No, they were not fake. Those were oh, the real teeth. Gosh. She looks back at my friend Giuseppe because oh, he was there. Now we're talking they, blood he, and we're talking like yeah. gore. No, they were just, she just cleaned. Just clean. Oh, right off. worse. Somebody's going to need some bonding or some implants. If you need the one, I have the one. <laughs> I've got the one. You've got the one. I've got the one on a string. So, <laughs> so she, she looks back at Giuseppe and she goes, is my face okay? Right. And he goes, yeah. Yeah, and then she flushes her own teeth. She flushed her own teeth. Oh um, no! So that was that was that. Well, her mom comes finally. Oh, thank God, and her mom is so mad at us. Her mom is so mad at us. Meanwhile, she's a grown ass adult. She's a grown adult. I, ballpark? How old are you? We were what, right now. No, then. Then I was probably like late twenties, like mid to mid mid twenties. Mid twenties. Uh, had we met yet? What? Had we met yet? Um, so Not yet. when did we do Carrie? Ooh, 2011? Right? Yeah, it was after that. No, I don't want to talk about Sorry. I'm, I'm being indecisive about my haircut right now. Um, Maybe so, you look cute. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so, her mom picks her up. She is so mad. My parents get home. Right. And they're like, we're really disappointed in you. And I was like, all right, sorry. We like, were not married yet? No, we weren't married yet. Wow. It was 2009. Um, we didn't get married until 2013. And um, then... <laughs> Start, so, you're the starter husband. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> First time for love, second time for money. That's going to be my motto. Um, so... So the next day, uh, this was like basically the first and all. I did go to work that day. Oh. Um, I, my boss looks at me and he goes, you look like shit. And I was like, I feel like shit. And <laughs> he was like, do you want to go home? I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. That was literally the only time I had gone home or like called out sick in 14 years from that place. Wow. Literally. You're, you're a true fighter. Yeah. And, you know, so... Monday, I go into work, and my boss is all mad. He's like, man, that that Amy, like, she called out of work. She's, she's irresponsible. so irresponsible. Yep. I can't believe that, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's ah, that irresponsible. Ah, Jesus. You know, meanwhile, her. she had to and go trust get... Trust her to water our rock, rock garden. <laughs> she had to go get emergency dental um, surgery to get back the teeth that she had lost and flushed down my toilet. Oh. He didn't, I didn't tell my boss to this Nothing. day. My boss Why did, did not I know, know that she spent any time with me, that she hung out with me. To this day, oh. he does not know. To this day, like, her boyfriend at the time didn't want her to hang out with us anymore. 
Oh, yeah, you've been blacklisted. Oh, yeah, totally blacklisted. Meanwhile, I'm like, it's not my fault she ate a vegetable egg roll and then chugged half a bottle of Captain, Captain. Morgan with it. <laughs> like, that sounds like a you problem, but, you know, she was old enough to make her own decisions Of course, of course. You know, but, like, of course, we get blamed for it. But now she's married. She nah. has a kid. Well, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you my own story of Friendship Gone Awry. Worst haircut you've ever gone. <laughs> well, um, you were telling a story a moment ago about, uh, you know, hanging out with uh, questionable people. Um, we've all done it. We've all had those kinds of friends in the past, and maybe we'll have them in the future. One of my favorite stories that I only tell when I get, you know, a little inebriated was this time. It was, it was uh, back in, ooh, goodness, maybe 2005-ish, 2006-ish. I had done that dumb thing where you get too many tickets to a concert because you assume your friends are going to pay you for the tickets. And then, like, the week before the concert, suddenly everyone stops answering their emails, answering their, their phone calls and their text messages. And so I was stuck with these two tickets that I couldn't get anyone to take. So I, I, had, to, I had to eat it, you know? I had, I had to try to find somebody who wanted to go and, like, you know, give them away, right? But I couldn't even find that. It was tickets to go see Alanis Morissette and Tori Amos, you know? It was, a, it was a PNC Bank Art Center. And uh, it was a great concert, but here's what happened. So that night before the concert, some friends and I went into the city to a going away party for our friend Jay, who I think was moving to Florida. Jay and I had been friends, but we were kind of on the outs of being friends. You know, it was like kind of like that, that odd time in a friendship where you're not sure if either of you have the green thumb to make the grass grow any further. <laughs> or you should just call it quits. Just call it quits. It's not happening. We're not friends. It's not cool. And while I was at this party, uh, there was, it was a loud bar. I forget exactly where. But he invited some other friends who I didn't know. And one thing led to another. We got to talking. And we headed off. Now, one lesson I will tell you is that when you're in a loud bar one night that the same person you thought was really cool that night, the next morning when there's no loud music going on and there's less alcohol, they're not as cool anymore. And I learned this the hard way. So this girl at this party, her name was Shayna. And uh, she seemed like a talkative, cool, you know, kind of chick. And I did mention to her that I had this like free ticket that I needed to you know, give to someone for Tori. And she was like, oh, I'm more than happy to go with you. And since she was my new best friend, I was like, cool. Um, since we're going tomorrow, do you have anything to do tonight? And she's like, no. So like a fool, I asked this girl to come home with me. And she was like, sure, let's just step by my house real quick. I'll pack up like, you know, some belongings, some, you know, some pajamas, and I'll come back to your apartment. Now, mind you, and I didn't know this girl from Adam, as they say. I didn't know her from Eve either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so she invited herself. Well, uh, with to my sleep help, over? with my help, I I invited her over to sleep over, and then we were going to go to the concert the next day. Now, granted, I don't know her that well. It became painfully clear to me in the bright light of morning that I had made a mistake. Now, we always make mistakes. When do when do mistakes happen? When you least expect it, and and also like. What, what is the way to make a mistake? The wrong way, because there is no easy way. There's no right way to make a mistake. That's why it's a mistake. <laughs> so, when we're going to the concert, I also had to pick up three other friends. So my car was pretty packed with friends who were going to this concert. And every now and then she's telling stories, like in, 
in conjunction with the other stories that are going on in the car, that it just seemed like she was trying too hard. She was trying too hard to be relevant. She was trying too hard to be funny. She was just trying too hard. And I could see when I glanced up in the rearview mirror, a lot of my friends were like, had it with her. Like, Brendan, where did you pick up this driftwood? Like, fucking get rid of her, you know? Like, at one point, she made a reference to, like, almost hitting Anthony Rapp, star of Rent, with her car. She says when she saw him once in a crosswalk. And she told me she made another reference to how um, she wants to have uh, a thousand of so-and-so's babies. Like, she, she was very extreme. She would always talk about extreme things. So... I noticed that when she came, she had two suitcases with her. And here's the thing. If you come with luggage, you're probably not going home. (sighs) So by the end of the night, she said to me, do you mind dropping me off at this event that I'm going to with my friends? And I said, sure. Where is it? And she told me where it was. I had never heard of it. But it was like way down far past like the barn theater. Like what what are those towns way past that area? Uh, like beyond Montville, beyond Second Star to the left and straight on till morning. Like what? Like beyond that, way beyond that. Uh, anyhow, it was at this old Girl Scout camp that she told me she was going to. But I said, but isn't it late? Isn't it like, at this point, the concert was over. Yeah. It was like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. I said, what are you going to a, a Girl Scout camp for? She's like, oh, my friends are there. And... When we got there, she said to me, you can either just drop me off or you can come in. And I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in because I've been driving for an hour. I need to use the restroom real quick. Now, Anne, when I approached this Girl Scout camp with her, mind you, really kind of late at night, maybe 10, 11 o'clock at night, right? It must have been later than that because yeah. the concert was over. Um, I, I, I noticed that everybody who was there was wearing costumes, And not only were they wearing costumes, they were carrying weaponry that was wrapped with, like, tape. Like, very thick masking tape. And she told me, in case you didn't know, we're LARPers. Have you ever heard of a LARPer? Yes, absolutely. Live action role play. (laughs) I thought you were going to tell me she was a furry. Well, I mean, is it it that far off, really? So... I'm watching these people, uh, I guess, live out their Dungeons and Dragons fantasies in the woods. And they asked me to, if I was going to part- watch or participate. I said, I'm just going to watch. And they were like, well, put on this white piece of cloth so everyone identifies you as not participating. I'm like, otherwise, I'll get hit by the weapons wrapped in masking <laughs> tape. She's like, yes. <laughs> so I'm watching like grown people like recite spells from like Dungeons and Dragons and all kinds of funny stuff and Shana even says to me like oh my friend Drew is here in life he's gay but in the show we're a couple and I said to her half joking have you ever had sex in the woods and she's like actually yes she's like but it sucks when you get like you know a pine cone up your ass but but it but okay <laughs> all right well so I throughout the woods they have all of these uh, glow sticks so that they can see their way and at one point I was kind of walking with a group of people I'd lost Shana at this point and I said to them so you know, like when you're not LARP, LARPing, that's the word, LARPing, LARPing in yeah. the woods, like what do you do? She's like, oh, a lot of us work at, uh, at C- Cinnabon. <laughs> and I thought to myself, do I have anything in common with people who work at Cinnabon? And I didn't. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As if that would be the only thing that you would have to worry about having in common with them at this point. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, 
At one point, I am lost in the woods with these people. <laughs> and I'm realizing, like, it's time. It, the, the, the party's over. Like, it's time for me to leave so I can someday tell this story to people. Like, about this nightmare that goes on in the middle of the woods. Oh, I, the other thing I forgot to mention. One of them said to me that she was, like, she'd been up for, like, 48 hours. And I said, well, how, like, what, do you just drink a lot of coffee? And she goes, oh, no, most of us are on diet pills. And, um yes. And also uh, caffeine pills. Because apparently that makes you speedy, right? It makes yeah. you like, woohoo! No dose, baby. No dose. Uh, I, I just, I don't know if I wanted to stay up for 48 hours and put on a sweaty costume, run through the woods. Who am I kidding? Of course I would. You know, that's what Midsummer Night's Dream is, really. But uh, I, I, I thought I was running in the right direction toward where I thought was, thought was the parking lot to get to my car. Because I saw the light of the moon, Anne, and I went running. And as I, I ran over this hill, I realized that I had run in completely the wrong direction away from where my car was parked, and now I was like thoroughly lost in the thick of it. But thank goodness I, in the distance, could see the uh, glow sticks where everybody was like chilling out in the woods and f- beating each other with these, these swords and these clubs wrapped in masking tape, so I guess nobody got hurt, you know? So I never saw her again, and it only occurred to me when I was like halfway home that she had taken one of my favorite hoodies, never oh. to be found again. No, she And I still think of it. Girlfriend. I still think of that hoodie. I really do. I can't believe it, but I still do. Um, well, it's yeah, just it's the hoodie that got away. It's the hoodie that got away. We all have a hoodie that got away, yeah. unfortunately. Well, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to read some emails. How's my hair going? Good. Thanks. Worst thing you've ever done. Oh, we're back, Anne. Good to be back, I must say. So one of my favorite things that I do with my guests is I have these emails that are sent to us from our avid listeners. They're very excited. Um, I'm going to read mine while you finish up my hair. So which one do you want me to read? This one or that one? 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 That one. Okay, that means you're reading the other one. Sounds good. So here we go. Okay. <clears throat> so I've been dying to tell this story for years now. I never told anyone. There's really no good or bad reason for it. I just enjoy it. I'm attractive. I have no hang-ups. And I could have a boyfriend if I wanted. <laughs> but, <laughs> but every now and then, if I, if I think my Uber driver is attractive... I'll let him finger me. (laughs) And she wrote, yes, that's what I said. Oh, no. Off to a good start. Good for you. Good for her. It's actually easier to do than you would think. Maybe I shouldn't let you cut my hair while we're laughing. <laughs> I'm working on the edges. All right, I'll we try to. We have to get through this. Here Super we go. Important part. I've done it a few times now, that, but, it, but that doesn't matter. How did it start? Hmm. Well, my story begins after a bad breakup years ago. I was at a club in Hoboken with my girlfriends, and I got a little bit too drunk. How drunk was I? <laughs> <laughs> How drunk was she? I was so drunk that I was straddling some guy there while he was holding hands with his own girlfriend. That's how drunk I was. I had no regard and no scruples. Okay. 
So, I guess I must have been making a fool of myself because just then my friends decided it was time to go home. And we got an Uber. And okay, it was weird because the whole way back to my apartment, I was in the back seat holding hands with this Nigerian Uber driver up front. <laughs> I'm trying to like picture this. That's like, a yeah. effort. <laughs> like, to... He's got to have one hand on the wheel and like the other hold your hands. hand in the back. But she's also with her friends in the back seat. So I guess they're okay with her like holding hands with this guy. With yeah. This guy, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, he gets like a two for safety. He didn't seem to mind. I mean, I'm cute. No one ever minds. <laughs> Damn. When we finally got there, I lurched into the front seat. I put my tongue in his mouth because I was really in need to kiss someone that night. My girlfriends all screamed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, he was young, attractive, good looking. Come on, I'm a discerning adult. My friends all thought it was funny. I wasn't in any real danger. Just don't tell my mom. (laughs) So one thing led to another and I guided his hand down to my vagina and I had him finger me for a minute. (laughs) It was actually really nice. (laughs) I mean, I didn't get his consent or anything, but he didn't say no. Wow. (laughs) And knowing me, he probably also got a good tip on top of it with five stars because I'm good like that. (laughs) Come for the ride, stay for the finger. the finger. Oh wait, please don't think I'll let just anyone finger me. He's got to be attractive and polite first of all. I can only imagine the story that he told his friends later that night. Today, I think the driver, if I if I think the driver is attractive, I'll ask him if I can sit up front. They always say yes to this. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> it's actually a lot more common, most likely, than people think. I also once gave my Uber guy a hand job in front of my apartment. Now that I think of it, I bet, <laughs> I bet some of these Uber drivers should be emailing you as I've blown some of their minds in the past, amongst other things. Okay, that's all for now. Don't use my name. <laughs> that was the story? That's the oh story. My God, I love it. Good Lord. Talk about... Uh, Five stars. Five star rating. I mean, what do you get if you do lift? Shit. <laughs> so, we're going to take a little break, have a drink, and when we come back, you're going to read. Good. Worst thing you've ever done. Oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. Now, a moment ago, uh, we uh, took a photo uh, while you were clipping my hair, and I, I passed you a cat, because mm-hmm. now I have three. And uh, you never mean to have three cats. Only special people get to have three cats. Um, He was found in the bush outside. He's adorable. Um, Literally, within two weeks, he put on weight. He was less than a pound. Now he's over two pounds. He's the light of our life. And uh, I don't know. I feel like he picked me. What a lucky cat. Like, there I was, leaving the house. And there, he just kind of jumped up and was like... I understand that you guys run a bed and breakfast for stray mm-hmm. felines. Uh, I'd like to get on the waiting list yeah. right He now. had your number. But imagine how many people passed him that day and probably didn't even notice he was there. Especially or... with the hurricane that happened the other day. Would he have survived? Who knows? Oh, everything's meant to be, I guess. Everything's meant to be. Now, 
I'm going to give you your letter to read from the people. The people have spoken. Anne, are you ready for it? I'm absolutely ready. I don't think it's going to talk the last one, but... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Speak up. Okay. Speak out, It's called Coffee Boy. Oh, boy. I had a part-time job at a kid's carousel in the park. (laughs) It wasn't really a job I ever expected to have. Okay. It was easy enough. Collect the tickets, let the kids go on, count five minutes, and then they get off. Sometimes a parent asks you to use their phone to take a picture with their kid. I needed a way to make extra cash, though. I'm kind of a lazy person, so I had to devise a side hustle that suited me. The old side hustle. <laughs> I had a few coworkers that I worked with, and we switched off jobs throughout the shift. Sell tickets, rip tickets, or operate the carousel. Very often, pretty much every day, one of us would go to the corner deli in town to get coffees for everyone. I noticed this sometimes when I got back with the coffees, no one asked me for their change. I was making like an extra 75 cents a day, (laughs) but this didn't cut it as you can imagine. What are we going to do now? Then one time I was at the corner deli getting our coffees. I noticed underneath the coffee area, there were supplies like straws and cups and lids, extra sugar, Splenda and other such condiments. When no one was looking, I took a whole sleeve of cups and a sleeve of cup tops and I put them in my coat. Okay. All right, in parentheses. Okay, this part is bad. So then the next time my coworker sent me to get the coffees, instead, I went home <laughs> and made coffee in my own kitchen, filling up these to go cups and bringing my coworkers essentially coffee I'd brewed in my own house. So yeah, I just kept their cash every day. But I haven't told you the worst part though. When everyone's done with their coffees, I've been known to take their to-go cups back home, wash them, and ghetto recycle them, and then bring them back. But how do you know whose cup is whose cup? And then bring them back the next day again after when they send me to get coffee. Oh my God. It's an ingenious way, way to make like eight bucks a day. What can I say? I'm no, I'm frugal and I like money. <laughs> Who's really getting hurt here? And no, no one ever noticed they were drinking their coffee from a previously used cup as I made sure to check for teeth marks or lipstick prints. Sue me. I'll never give up my independence. <laughs> Please don't use my name. Wow, he's come up with an ingenious way to make eight extra dollars a day. So eight times seven is 42? 42. 42 times two is, I don't do math. 84. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> the blogs are trying to do math. Hold on, good. everybody. 84 extra dollars <laughs> every two weeks. That's like a raise. So yeah. in a sense, I mean, he's not hurting anyone, so. Yeah, they didn't notice. Can you imagine making coffee at home in your own kitchen and then selling it to your friends? <laughs> he must have lived close enough, he though, that nobody noticed he was gone that long. That's true. Like, hey, what took so long? Oh, I just had to stop home and use the bathroom real quick making coffee. <laughs> wow, with stolen merchandise. That's, that's pretty brilliant. I mean, it, it sure as hell beats having, like, a second job. Yeah, yeah. On the weekend. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, I'm going to leave you with the final happy thought. Anne, are you having the time of your life? Absolutely. I thought so. 
and we're back. It's so good to be back, Anne. I'm just so glad that you decided to come on the pod and do this and be one of the many people who have felt comfortable with me to share their hysteria with me and, you know, <laughs> maybe more so in the future. And uh, I'm just so excited to have you as a friend. And I'm hoping that we can someday share a potted plant together and uh, <laughs> hold each other's blonde hair. We kind of look a little more similar now with the blonde yeah, hair and the, the cut. Short. Well, I'm going to post a photo of the haircut that Anne gave me. Now, I always like to say it's not a revenge podcast. It's all out of fun, more or less. That's our... Our motto, if mm-hmm. you will. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings here. No. Much. Much. So, the funny story, or nice story, that I want to leave you with was about the time I was moving out of my second apartment. Um, after yet another brief stab at independence, I was moving back home with my family. And uh, I didn't have a job. I was packing up. I, 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 in my apartment, um, I had these crawl spaces on either side of the apartment, and I, w- I used them for storage. I, I, I stored a lot of things that I didn't need, like old video cassettes or uh, towels or uh, Christmas decorations or whatever. And I was, I was feeling a little sorry for myself as I was like packing up these things because you don't own your things, they own you. And I found again that here I was moving yet again to an uncertain future, moving stuff with me that I, I had forgotten was still in these crawl spaces. And I just kept thinking like, wow, am I always gonna have this stuff that I don't use in my life? Which is a lesson to most people. Uh, you know, Try to really edit down your life. You wanna value your portability. So at one point, as I'm holding these armfuls of towels that I owned, I'm, I'm kind of, it's all dark, there's no light in there. I'm walking through the crawl space to get back to the small door that leads to my apartment. And I am walking on what feels like, in my bare feet, leaves. I feel like I'm standing on leaves. And I I reach down and I'm like, how did leaves get in here? Did did I bring leaves in here? Like, did did they get in somehow? What are are these leaves I'm standing on? And I reach down and I pick up the undeniable feeling in my hand of money. Like, I could feel the bills. I walked out, I dropped what I was holding, I dropped those fucking towels. I walk out into the light of the apartment and I see him holding a handful of like $20 bills. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where did this money come from? So then I went and got my flashlight. Now it's time to like really investigate. And I go back in there and somebody along the back has tucked stacks of $20 bills up against like this crack between like the floor and the wall. It's like slanted in a triangle. There's like a little tiny crevice crack there and there's like stacks of $20 bills all along there. But you wouldn't have seen them unless you really looked. But I had kicked them up by mistake while I was walking. Um, and I, I didn't know what it was. So I started pulling out all of this money, all of these hundred dollars, not hundred, twenty dollars, I wish, twenty dollar bills. When I was done counting them, I think I had about a thousand dollars in twenties. And I was very close with my landlord downstairs. And I called her and I was like, I, I'm not sure what this is, but uh, the person who had my apartment before, who were they? She's like, oh, this adorable older Asian woman, she used to live there. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, also, 
she died there. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah. I said, because I was in the crawl space and I think I found something that belonged to her. And I feel a little, I'm very honest, I feel, feel a little weird keeping it. She's like, oh, I have no way of getting in touch with her or her family. She's like, just think of it as a consolation prize on moving out. And I was like, I get to keep this money? It was such a weird incredible moment in my life where like things were going so wrong and then suddenly like this, this stroke this strike of like brilliance occurred and and it occurs to me that at any moment like things can go from like dark to better you know things can go from shitty to light just just oh in a, in a in the drop of a hat and um postscript to this story um my cat, who's no longer with us, he passed two years ago. We used to play this game on the bed at night where um, I would snap my fingers at him while he was sitting on the bed staring at me. And it was like semi-darkness, semi semi-crepuscule, you know, crepuscule, if you will. At one point, you're playing this game where I was snapping at him, and he would always just like, he'd um, go catatonic and staring at me, like just watching me like snap my fingers at him. And suddenly, he looked over his shoulder up toward the ceiling, and I was like, hey, buddy, what are you looking at? And I don't know what was, was going on, but he was no longer like paying any attention to me. He was just directed up at the ceiling. And then he did something that scared the hell out of me. He hissed into the darkness, this like very, like letting whatever was in the darkness know that he didn't appreciate them. And then he turned back to me and was back to like playing the snap game with me. And I remember I was terrified that like, oh my God, what did he see? And then someone said to me, they can see stuff that you can't yeah. see. And nothing ever came from it, but I always think of that time. And I wonder like, what was really going on in that apartment? But we shall never know. And do you have anything you want to plug right now? Plug, no. You want people to come see you at yeah, your salon, get a haircut? Salon. What's your salon? David Chad in Caldwell. David Chad mm -hmm. in Caldwell. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, I'm going to post some photos of my new haircut, and uh, you and I are going to have another drink. All right. Thank you so much for coming over. Thanks for having me. You're the best. Say goodnight. Goodnight. You just listened to the worst thing you've ever done a podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Bevilacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Send your future emails to worstthingeverdone at gmail.com. Thank you, Andrew.